Hi guys, welcome back to the Unraveling Princess podcast. I'm your host Irene and I hope you have been well. It's been a moment there but I hope that you've been good. Today I'm back and we're going to talk about an interesting and very practical topic about the tongue and how we use that. But I'm not alone today. I'm joined by a friend and let her introduce herself. Hello there, my name is Faith Joy and I'm glad to be here today with Irene, thank you. Yeah, so um, before we start, let me just pray. Father, I thank you for everyone that is listening in and as we talk about your word and what you have taught us through the times that we spend with you, that Lord, you will also speak to the person that is listening, that you will um, make your word be true to us, cleanse us and teach us your ways in Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Amen. So Faith, um, is there any time in your life where you you said something and the consequence was not good, but then you realized that you shouldn't have said it? Yep. What happened? There are so many instances I have used my tongue mm. the right way. And the wrong way and I've caught myself yeah. in it and uh, I have learned along the journey that every time I say something negative mm-hmm. I need to arrest it immediately yeah. because it's been a lesson that I've learned over time because I could have used my tongue in a wrong way so mm-hmm. now I am intentional the way I use my tongue the moment something happens I start to speak to it I'm like oh my goodness that that wasn't right yeah so I begin to tell myself every time I'm about to say something I will remind myself in my head mm. Ah, mm. I need to actually say the right thing yeah so that's how I've been teaching myself and reminding myself yeah I do fault sometimes yeah. but I, I get back on board I'm like faith this is what you're supposed to do because there is a fruit in what you say yeah to people to situations to something that you foresee and then you begin to say think that is going to go bad mm-hmm. but I begin to speak life to it because I have come to believe and knowing and understanding the word of God and understanding that there is power in my speech right. in the things that I speak now I'm intentional with it intentional yeah I think the other question that you might have answered is how to the person listening out there how important and crucial are the words that we speak I strongly believe the words we speak have life. Mm. I strongly believe the words that we speak have the capacity to build, yeah. have the capacity to create, have the capacity to cause things that were not to come to life. Mm. I'll give an example of uh, if you have a rock. A rock can be so hard to split up, mm. but if water is dripping on a rock every single day yeah. from January to the end of the year, mm. trust me, if you're not checking on that rock, the next time you check on it after six months, it's going to be having a, ro- a, a crack on it because right. water is hitting on it every single day. Mm. It's the same thing, yeah. even the seeds. If you planted a seed, there are very many chances of you saying this seed will not germinate. But mm. because you have decided to put it, you can put it in an experiment and say, I'll put this seed here and it's got water in it. Yeah. And this seed will be here without water in it, but it's also in soil. Like different seeds can have different things. So if you give that experiment, 
there is something that will come out of it yeah because you've spoken to it mm. even a child if mm. you speak certain things to this specific child about something oh you are a beautiful child you're doing great you are amazing like the way you speak to this child in an experiment and another child you're speaking negative to them these two children will come out and they are different yes so whether it is a rock whether it is a seed whether it is a child whether it is a relationship everything comes out differently because of what you speak yes yeah that's what and I, I also think so many times for me i don't think my my dad knew the power of the tongue and what he would say because mm. i know that sometimes he would say something hurtful but then you know we were used to him we were mm. used to him saying that or using a particular tone of voice mm. and for me that made me feel very shy and you know you feel like you don't have anything to bring to the table and for such a long time especially before I became born again I would remember the words that maybe my dad or you know other people would say over me yeah. and because I let those words they were powerful yeah. you know they you had power so they controlled the way i lived and the other example i have is uh I, my older brother there's something that our grandmother told us to do and he did not so i kept on we were going with my other cousins and my sister and i kept on mm. saying you know he's not being good you know with with time i bet he's going to be like this and this and that mm. and many years after that he actually turned out to be what i was saying and it was not even good and in that moment i realized that the tongue the words that were on my tongue that i spoke out of anger that i spoke out of frustration that i spoke out of hatred maybe yeah. they actually came to pass although yeah. i was ignorant in that moment but that does not excuse me yeah, so true. that shows that whatever that we say will actually have a consequence and for me i just went to god and i was like i'm so sorry because then i knew what i would have done i knew what i would have said which i did not and you know it's taking time but how important is it for us to actually think before we talk i think you need to tame yourself especially mm. in moments when you're angry mm. you need to teach yourself and say if i'm angry i'm actually going to withdraw what i'm going to say because most times it's in anger that we utter things we are not supposed to say right so telling yourself this week i had a couple of friends that i was talking to about extending grace and expectations so you need to be at a place whereby you're extending grace mm. yes you are angry mm. restrain yourself walk away because you will say a negative word. Yeah. In Africa we have grown in places with like growing up in massive homes and you will find this auntie will say this, this one will say this and as all saying negative things. It's because either a child has done something bad mm. and all of a sudden they're saying a negative thing yeah. on the child because mm. it's what they are used to. Yeah. But you understanding that in the midst of my anger going to walk away. I'm not going to be like that aunt who all of a sudden because she's angry, she wants to hit you as a child. Mm. But you're going to say I am not going to be what my relatives are passed on to me or what my dad has passed on to me. I'm going to teach myself because you understand the word. I'm going to walk away. Mm. Irene has offended me. Can I walk away mm. or can I just keep quiet and look at her be slow? 
to speak or slow to anger and just listen. listen, But it's a discipline. I won't tell you that it comes easy. Mm. Muscles are things that you have to keep building every single day. And depending on the situations that have been brought before you, Mm. they get to test you little by little and you get to grow. Each of us has got different levels of growth, Mm. so we get to learn them slowly. Right. Okay, uh, just a question that I see here. What is at stake when a Christian's tongue is out of control? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because the Bible says uh, in um, Proverbs chapter 18 and verses 10 that the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and they are safe. Mm-hmm. So the name of the Lord being a strong tower and the righteous running to it and be, them being safe in it. If you are a Christian and God is your hiding place mm. and you, that is your everything, yeah. God lives in you mm. and there is power that lives in you mm. because Christ is living in you. Can you imagine the power that is in you and what you can do to me with your tongue Right. after discovering that the God who is a strong tower is residing in me? Mm. The God who is the omnipotent, like he's everything, he lives in me. Mm. I have come to the knowledge to understand yeah. God living in me. So when you when you switch that, flip it, what does it become? It means that you have the capacity to tear down strongholds. Just yes. as the Bible says, I've given mm. you authority, mm. and whatever you bind on us shall be bound in heaven. Mm. Like you have a lot of authority in you mm. that you can cause things to happen. You can cast out a demon, yeah. you can speak to sickness, and all that yes. gets to flee. Yeah. So if you use your tongue negatively, in knowledge, mm. because you know what you are doing, mm. you have the ability, like everything has been revealed to you, you actually know. Yeah. So it has a lot of magnitude. Mm. Even, I think, triple than what you need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because that's what you are as a child of God. Yeah, also when the Bible says that life and death are in the tongue. Are like they actually are in the tongue, mm. and remember when Jesus uh, cast the tree, and the next time the disciples passed by with uh-huh. him, they saw it with, and they're like, "Oh, what? Ah! The tree has withered, you know." Yes. And then Christ tells them, "See, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will say, yes, you will speak, yes. that you will have." your tongue has the power to actually speak to to a mountain Mm. to be uprooted and thrown to the sea or you can Mm. cast like you have said Mm. you can cast or bless you can kill or give life because greater is it that is in you yes like you have the power and also um in when god was creating he spoke everything into existence that means that if he says that you need to tame your tongue he's actually warning us and telling us hey I created the world mm. with speech. Yes. I said, let there be, let there be, yeah. let there be, and there was. And that means that if we are walking like Christ and we're made in his image, mm. then we have the ability to actually create. Like you said, yeah, like you said, we have the power to tear down strongholds, mm. to build up, to give life and to tear down then I guess it calls us to actually be very, very vigilant and be alert with what words we are letting out of our mouths because we know that it will either be life or death. So Faith, have you seen the tongue destroy a relationship or do you have a testimony of how the power of the tongue has 
healed a relationship or any situation doesn't have to be a relationship I think I have seen quite many of them mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find that one specific thing that that has stood out for me yeah. I have seen relationships build I have mm. seen things destroyed like all through my journey maybe yeah. even my personal life mm. I have grown up in family whereby the tongue has been used negatively on me mm. and so I will find that my love language which I would say is ah is what touch but because words are being used wrongly on me all of a sudden sometimes I I get to shut down in that area because words were negatively used on me you don't amount to anything or every time they find you they are they are are belittling you and making you feel like you don't matter Mm. and not only in the home where you're growing up from Mm. the words keep following you to the next home where they will say oh that one is like this Mm. oh she's like this oh she's like this so those things keep following you and you're wondering okay what is the problem but because it's a seed that has been sown especially with a person that lives with you every single time they are either disowning you or they're disregarding you or they they say you don't amount to anything Mm. you are this and this and this and that and those things really hurt yeah and they grow in you but it takes the voice of god for you to discover Mm. and know that that is not who i am when you know who you are then all of a sudden you begin to undo what has happened. So mm-hmm. I have had those experiences, mm-hmm. many of them. Mm-hmm. And I have also seen other people who have been affected by what people have said. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question. A bit, yeah. Do <laughs> you need another story? Oh, no, it's okay. I think it's... Um, like even for me, if you tell me, give me one instance, I'll be like, what? Um, yeah. You know, but yet, you know, it's actually very true and has applied to you so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's this English saying that says, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But this person goes on to say, her English teacher used to counter that saying, and she said, sticks and stones do break your bones, but you recover after that. Mm. Words, if not used carefully and thoughtfully, cut through the yes. person's being like that of a knife mm. piercing one's heart. Yes. Yeah. And uh, just a question I had. Uh, How do we intentionally and practically tame our tongue, tame this thing that is called a tongue that can actually kill and also give life? Practically, how do you daily? I think the... The first one would be devote yourself into the Word of God. Mm. Like, love the Word of God. Mm. That's what I would think. Love the Word of God. Yeah, so how do you practically tame your tongue? I would think, first of all, hide yourself in the Word of God. Because the word of God has a way that it uh, it aligns you to what the tongue is supposed to be used like. Because if you understand the word, the Bible says that you know how God and the word cannot be separated. So if you have more of God in you, mm-hmm. then you will learn how to use your tongue well. 
it's the same thing with sin. Yeah. If you have Christ living in you, then you're going to overcome the power of the things to do with gossip, the things to do with the tongue, like everything about sin. Mm. All is about the word. And then have accountability partners with you. People yeah. that hold you accountable. Like who love you. Because someone who loves you will correct you and say, yeah. Irene, mm-hmm. I think you're going wrong. And then the other thing is um, remind your mind mm-hmm. that I think this is wrong. Remind your mind. Like have, uh, how, can, how can I call them? Maybe have something where you, maybe in your room or on your computer that reminds you, like a, a pop-up that keeps coming. Yep. Faith, you need to yeah. do this. You need to like those simple things can mm. help you in that journey. Yeah, actually, for me, I have my screensaver is Philippians four eight. Nice. And I just want to continue aligning my mind to the Word of God. And if yeah. there's any thought or a word that is not in that line, true, noble, right, honorable, mm. then it's not there. So, okay. yeah. So thank you, Faith. You're welcome. Faith has to go, but thank you so much for giving us thank your you time. Thank you for having me. Next time we'll be here for longer. Okay. Yeah. So guys, um, I know there's so much that can be said about the tongue and how we've been hurt, how we've spoken life, how we have turned our lives around. And I'll let you, you know, do your own research. But in closing or maybe summarizing. How are we to guard our hearts and our lips from harsh words that stir up anger? The Bible reminds us that we need to keep God at the center of our lives. And this means that we are to align our hearts and responses with God's, no matter how difficult the situation or how stinging the words uttered to us may be. Or even if, uh, if, if we utter those bad words. I've also learned to ask myself three questions before giving a response to any hurtful words I hear. And this is a daily, daily, daily thing that I need to consciously do. Number one, how would God want me to respond? One of the key instructions Jesus gave to his disciples was this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So as believers, we are always to demonstrate Christ's love to each other, not just in our actions, but in our speech too. And we have been told that we should forgive and forget so that the heart will be forgotten. But the truth is it's difficult to forget the words that people have said to us. And we need to recognize that every situation, no matter how difficult or hostile, offers an opportunity for us to demonstrate God's love and grace to others. Number two, what would God want me to say? We catch a glimpse of this in Colossians 4, 6. I love this. I read this, I think, yesterday or the day before. Yesterday, and, you know, I am planning to go meet an uncle, and, you know, the relationship is a bit unstable and many times when that meeting happens there's words that are spoken and you know people are hurt and I was just telling God help me so Colossians 4 6 says let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone So regardless of the situation, we ought to exercise patience, love and graciousness in our speech. We also we are also asked to tailor our response in an interesting and witty way that will draw people to the gospel. 
And number three, when would God want me to respond? In many cases, a misunderstanding is best resolved immediately instead of letting it simmer. But often when I reply on the spur of the moment, I'm more likely to give a hasty and harsh answer. However, if I feel God's soft prompting to retreat and pray first before responding, like in the situation with my uncle, I find that the words that proceed from my mouth and lips are more likely to be words of love truth and grace that minister rather than heart so when do we respond it depends on the situation sometimes we may feel that we need to quieten ourselves down first and pray to god to grant us wisdom and anoint our lips before we speak to a friend colleague or family member then we can gently speak in private with whoever has offended us matthew 18 15 says if your brother sins against you Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. And far too many times I've been both careless and callous in my speech. In some instances I was able, by God's grace, to seek reconciliation with my friends and family. And others I was not able to. But I pray in time I'll be able to rebuild these friendships that God has blessed me with. Our tongues together with our sinful human nature can tear down and destroy. But if we center our lives on Christ, our tongues can build up and edify others and glorify God. So I hope this is a reminder to actually, to you, to check your speech, to check your heart. Where do you stand with God? Is he at the center of your life including your speech are you speaking life or death knowing that you can either kill or give life and to go i know i read from psalm 141 3 which says set a guard O lord over my mouth keep watch over the door of my lips and for me that is my prayer to god to literally because i could say anything and it would be disastrous so that verse james chapter 3 1 to 12 would be a good read proverbs 18 21 and first peter 3 and 10 uh, Proverbs 12 18 as well otherwise I hope that you have learned something share your comments uh, share this with somebody that you know might be needing to hear it and comment like subscribe to my youtube channel Irene Nanyonga follow me on instagram get some more resources podcasts and god bless you have a wonderful wonderful time. Bye.